The argument was so bad, it kind of sounded something like this. What was the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? Yeah. Just a girl from the South Bronx podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode two with me. I hope you I hope that your week is going by well, uh, that your day is going by well. If not, I'm sending well wishes to you, to all my listeners out there. And so, yeah, let's jump in and discuss about this particular topic that I feel like everyone can relate to, and that is workplace antics. We've all witnessed it or we have all experienced it. There's no way of escaping it. (laughs) I've been working different industries since I was 17. I've worked in retail. I've worked briefly in the restaurant slash hospitality industry. I've worked at... uh, Wow, now that I really go through my list, (laughs) I feel so old. So, okay, so I've worked in retail. I've worked in the restaurant slash hospitality industry. I've worked on the kind of like travel, tourism, cruise line type of industry. I've worked in sporting arenas. I've worked in a call center. I've worked in traditional corporate office settings. So I've worked in various industries all except fast food. And it's only because... When I first started working, when I f- got my first job, um, I said to myself, I cannot work in fast food because I've heard so many horror stories about um, the type of people that you run into when you work in that type of industry. So blessings to those who do, but I know I back then, I know I did not have the tolerance or the patience for that. I probably would have quit after day one. <laughs> so... With workplace antics, you deal with all types of people. But what I've noticed over the years and reflecting back is you tend to run into the same type of people. And this is regardless of race, regardless of gender. You tend to run into the same type of people. So we're, we're just going to go down the list and, because you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. For the purposes of these episodes, I am going to hold off on saying their real names. So I'm going to give them, let's say, for example, um, let's start with this story. I had a micromanaging boss. Her name was, let's just call her, I don't know, Grace. (laughs) What a name that I just came up with. So, I had a micromanaging boss named Grace. Now, before she got hired, before she came along, myself and my other coworkers, we didn't have a direct supervisor that we had to report to first before we had to report to our higher up supervisor. So there's levels to it, of course. Like there's a hierarchy system like any other company that you'll work with. And we didn't have one for a long time. So it's not like, we were all just horsing, horse playing around or 
in Caribbean um in Caribbean terms uh like my mom always used to say um it's not like we were piassing all over the office you know <laughs> but um we all knew what to do but it was a very relaxed environment so as long as we were doing the work and we were showing up every day and on time and doing what we were supposed to do then it was cool we didn't have no issues with our higher up supervisor so when this person came in I feel like this is a poor name, but let's just go with it. Um, poor name in terms of this example. But when Grace, quote unquote Grace, got hired, you know, initially she was friendly and that's how they always start off. Initially she was friendly and seemed welcoming and all this other stuff. Then I would say after about three months, she started showing her ass. So, and this is just to say, when you're dealing with micromanaging, it comes in all races and genders. It does not even matter. Like I've seen it over the years. It just does not matter. With Grace, after three months, I noticed a shift in her personality and energy. Whenever she would see us talking amongst ourselves and maybe somebody else's cubicle, because sometimes if depending on who we were close with or who we connected with the most. Sometimes their cubicle might be on the other side of the floor, of the same floor, or, you know, a short little walk or whatever. If she saw that we were kind of lingering in someone's cubicle for maybe more than a few minutes, she would just pop by and just start interjecting herself in conversations that had nothing to do with her. And we're all just kind of like, um, can she go sit her ass back down? Like, nobody called you. <laughs> so it was little stuff like that. I remember one time, uh, a co-worker slash friend of mine. Now, myself, I, so it's three of us. My, there's myself, another woman, and a guy that we're all pretty like close with on that level. So we're comfortable enough to joke and crack on each other and shorten each other's names if if needed or if we wanted to she came out of nowhere grace micromanaging boss she came out of nowhere and started shortening and giving one of my friends here her a uh, shortened version of her name uh, or of a nickname and she's like she flat out told her don't call me that <laughs> i wish at the time i wish i was bold to say something like that to someone who's supposed supposedly our supervisor but when she told her she was like um no don't call me that <laughs> what she really meant to say was she didn't want you calling her that anybody else that she's close with can but not you so she felt so comfortable enough that she felt like she was one of us and it was just like no ma'am like you just got here all of us who's been working here have been working here for x amount of time so we've all kind of built this relationship with each other already you're a newbie compared to everybody else here so we're going to get to the micromanaging don't worry you like how oh, crystal how is this micromanaging so we noticed as more time went on whenever one of us was unsure about something especially if it was, if it was some sort of new change that everyone had to do in terms of like an assignment or a project whenever we had to come to her because she already knew how to do these things they had to she had to be trained and she had to know all of the information prior um to the rest of us so when we came up to her and asked her okay how do you do this how do you fix this um 
we would notice that she kind of had this attitude like she didn't want to be bothered. Ma'am, I understand that your position can be a little bit demanding. You may be stuck in meetings like half the day, but you took on this position. So your responsibility was to make sure that everybody that's quote unquote below you is good and that they know what to do whenever there's some sort of project updates or changes. But when you coming in here with an attitude as if somebody's bothering you when they're simply asking you a question, nobody wants to work with you. Who wants to work with that kind of energy? So, and I'll give you a prime example. I remember one time I was stuck on something. I couldn't figure it out. Like couldn't quite figure it out all the way how to do the, the change. So I kind of set up a quick little meeting with her at her desk to at, and asked her if she can show me how to make the change. Like what would, what would that look like in real time on the system? And because I didn't get it the first time all the way, this is what she did. <sighs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Are we, are we huffing and puffing here? Like I, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know you're not sitting here in front of my face huffing and puffing, just because I couldn't quite understand the first time how to do it. Not everybody can retain information that quickly. There's some people that, you know, it takes maybe like a second try for them to get it right. And then they'll be like, oh, okay. Depending on what it is, I just happen to be one of those people. So with you huffing and puffing in my face, first of all, that's that's disrespectful. Like, why are you even doing that? Secondly, Who's now going to want to come to you for help when you present yourself with this kind of attitude? And it's just like, it's not necessary, ma'am. Like, okay. So that was the first and last time I ever asked her for help of any kind. If there was anything that came up, I would simply ask one of my uh, coworkers if they figured it out or if they knew how to do something or maybe because they've already been doing it. So it was stuff like that micromanaging with her um it seemed like she <laughs> prime example because i actually had a friend tell me about this recently according to her she said that grace used to tell her stuff like hey let me know if you see anybody kind of like s slacking around and my friend was just like I don't know what she responded to her, like what was her response, but as she's telling me this story, I'm just like, she actually said that to you? And my friend was like, yeah, I don't know why she would think me and her are like buddy buddy like that, but I'm not about to be over here snitching on people um, because I see them having like a conversation or something like that. So it was stuff like that. She would try to recruit other people and try to get them to kind of like seek and report. And it's just like, ma'am, you're doing the most. It's really unnecessary. You don't need to do all of that. There have been other instances where I think if she sit, if she saw like a couple people like having side conversations for a little bit too long, she would kind of try to interrupt it and, and, and find it in some sort of passive way to kind of break up the conversation so that people could go back to their desks. And it's just like, okay, y'all, it got so bad that we had to, I... <laughs> I ended up putting together an emergency meeting with the rest of my coworkers and complained to our higher supervisor about her just so that we can get an understanding going on here. Like, ma'am, I understand you're supposed to be our supervisor, but you 
you haven't even been here that long for you to be acting the way that you're acting. Like, we've all been here for X amount of time now. So we we know what to do. We don't need you coming in, coming in our faces and trying to make it seem like you're the boss of all of us and you demanding this and you demand. No, you're doing too much. So yes, I was the one who kind of leaded that emergency meeting. So if you haven't figured it out by now, I have a little bit of spice to me. And I think this is the thing that people tend to underestimate about people who are uh, quote unquote um, quiet or appear quiet. You got to watch out for the quiet ones. While we may not say everything all the time, we see things all the time. So don't underestimate us. But it got to the point where everybody was frustrated. They didn't even like walking past our cubicle. (laughs) And it was just like minimal conversations with her. Anything that was personal, we kind of kept it at a minimum and, and that was it. So... I've had a little fair share. I haven't dealt with it directly, like me and her, because after that little um, huffing, puffing, like she a damn blowfish, after she did all of that, I said, no, this is this is the first and last time I'm asking her for help on anything. So we kind of kept the conversation at a minimum. I would say, hi, good morning, that's it. Nothing else needs to be said. So while I didn't deal with it directly, I heard about how she would try to micromanage other people. And so eventually she got let go. I don't know if it, if it was because of that, but I do know that could have been a factor that she was button heads with too many of us in the office. So like, no ma'am, don't try to come over and now try to take over when we've, we already have a system. It's already been a relaxed system before. We all know what to do. Don't try to try to ruin the moments here. So that was that. Uh, whew. I've dealt with I, I've dealt with a nasty coworker, and and uh, this particular person, I didn't work with her directly, but I had to sit next to her, like in terms of the cubicle. So her cubicle was kind of like right behind mine. She, to this day, is still a piece of work. I'm not going to lie to you, but she has the nastiest attitude I have ever witnessed from a person in my entire life. And it's just like, why do you carry this this nasty attitude? So for the purposes of this story, we're going to call her Negative Nancy. She is um, on the quiet reserve side, but she's very outspoken. So... She will speak how she feels, but very bluntly. There's no softening in her approach whatsoever. And while that may work for some people, it doesn't work for everyone. So everyone is not going to perceive that well. Now she had her chosen people, quote unquote, around the office that she would have regular personal conversations with. There have been times where I've had to complain about her to my supervisor and just kind of let him know, like, you better get her because I don't know how much more of this I can take. You need to move. I literally had requested that he move me to a different cubicle on the other side. That's how bad it was. Because I'm like, listen, this lady is not about to get me fired. Because I'm going to end up cursing her out one of these days. And I'm going to tell you why I call her Negative Nancy. She doesn't like to hear any kind of noise. So if she hears a little bit of chatter going on in, in the uh, 
lunch break room and it seems to be taking her away from her work, she would literally peek her head in the break room to see who it is that's having these quote unquote loud, quote unquote, conversations or loud chatter in the kitchen just to see who it is. She has done it to me once. This is when I have first started working the job. I didn't know old girl, but she felt bold enough to just walk over and just be like, hey, can you keep it down? And I'm like, Heifer, wasn't you on the other side of the, um, on the floor? Like, first of all, I'm not that loud. One, two, the office is half empty. So everybody wasn't even in the office yet. And three, I'm talking to somebody else in his cubicle. Like, can you go back and sit your ass down? This is what I wanted to tell her, but again, I just started there. You see, y'all have to understand that you have to know when to pick your battles with people. And because I had just got there, I said, nah. But I was livid when she did that because I didn't want to make this a, a race thing per se, but it, it hits a little different when you're seeing a black person doing it to you. Like, can you keep it down? Only because just a short time ago, there was a whole whole other set of people that used to work in that same section where I was talking to a coworker of mine and they were much louder than we, we were. So my question is, would you have done that to somebody who's white? Now, like I said, I don't want to make this into a race thing and I may be reading too much into it. Maybe so. I'm not going to say that I'm all the way right. But that question did pop up in my mind. Like, would you have said this if I was actually white? Would you have said this to someone else who was white? So that kind of thing. So negative Nancy, that was just the type of person she is. She does not like noise. And she will bluntly tell you, can you keep it down? It's, yeah, it got that bad where I had to put in a request for my supervisor to literally move me to another cubicle because I could not stand to be in the same section as her. That's how terrible her energy was. There has been a time that me and her maybe had one decent conversation in all the time that I was working with this company one but everything else has been terrible i never said good morning to her i never said hi to her unless i had to speak to her directly and ask her a question about something which was very rare but you ever met one of those people that you work with and it's just like their energy is so bad that you don't even want to be near them that's the energy that i was picking up from her and i don't respond well with people who have like this negative attitude all the time. So I know who I can connect with and who I can talk with. And I know those that I can't. And she's one of those that I can't. So you got your negative Nancy's and you got your um, micromanaging um, Grace. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Grace was like the first thing I popped up with. I, <laughs> it was another name I wanted to use, but I was like, ah, that's a little too close. So <laughs> um, yeah, so you, I've, I've dealt with that. I've dealt with, um, oh, you got the lazy workers. You got the lazy people that don't want to do the work, but somehow they always keep getting promoted. You ever notice that? The people that who don't be working as hard just be sitting there kicking their feet up and somehow a year later they get promoted and you just be like, houseway? <laughs> like, hey, it it's more common than we think. It happens. And I, I, I've seen that. And then, oh boy, then there was a situation with me. Because you may be wondering, Crystal, have you dealt with anything like directly? I have. 
I could talk about it now and we and me and this person could really laugh about it now. Back then it wasn't funny, but it let me just break down the story. So there was a time period where I was having really bad tension headaches. And if you're not familiar with those, it's it's the kind of headaches that you feel where it's like a tight band wrapped around your head and it felt like this for hours in the day like if I had to take a guess I was dealing with tension headaches every single day for like two three months for maybe like 10 12 hours a day it was that bad not to the point where I thought something was wrong with me and I said okay I really need to go see some sort of specialists and and see what's going on up there because I'm not liking the way this is feeling I've never experienced anything like this before I need to know what's going on so I was dealing with the stress of that, the unknown, like, you know, you think of all kinds of worst case scenarios with that, with that kind of stuff, especially when it comes to your health. So I was dealing with the stress of that and still trying to look at computer screens all day while I'm trying to do my work. So when I finally decided to go see a doctor after maybe the first few weeks of, of it not going away, um, cause I thought maybe drinking more water would help maybe, um, decreasing maybe the sodium intake and stuff like that would help it seemed like nothing was helping and so when I finally decided to make an appointment to go see a doctor I had to let my partner know because she was my backup I had to let my partner know that you know um, I'll be stepping away um, in the afternoon but my work is done if you could cover my stuff while I go to the doctor okay the first time cool no problem the second time Cool, no problem. When I had to go back a third time, um, I think this was just like the final follow-up or whatever. This is when all hell broke loose. So she hit me off with a sarcastic email talking about, oh, I feel like I'm your personal assistant now. Oh, she should have never told me that that day. She really should not have told me that that day. I was already not feeling it. And... It was just one of those things where I'm just like, you know what, girl, today is not the day and you need to get out of my face with this with this BS, really. <laughs> so I think I said in the email, I might have said it in a passive way back because I'm giving you now the energy that you've been giving me. So I'm saying like, how would you feel like a, an assistant if my stuff is done? Like, it's not like I'm leaving for the entire day, you know, I'm leaving in the afternoon um, because that's when my my appointment is and this is concerning my health so she started going off in the email about me consistently taking days off and y'all it wasn't like it was like like I took days off in a row for like two three weeks at a time it just felt like maybe twice in one week and then maybe um a third appointment on another week or something like that so because she was seeing me going to the doctors more frequently it kind of set her antennas up to kind of go off on me in that email. So the first thing I did was I printed out my email and I said, all right, I'm just going to go to my, you know what? I think I'm missing a step because before I went to my higher, um, like my supervisor at the time, this was before the, um, oh, matter of fact, this might've been right in between or right after with the whole um, micromanaging boss. Uh, or maybe she just wasn't there. I, that's a little blurry. But um, before I even spoke with him, 
me and her kind of got into a tit for tat to the point where we started getting loud. Now that normally doesn't happen for me where I'm literally getting into it with a coworker, but I felt like I was backed into a corner because here you were trying to quote unquote call me out because I'm taking off, um, uh, you know, days or rather hours from work because I need to attend to my doctor, but quote unquote, I'm leaving work behind for you to do when that's essentially what you are. You're essentially a backup. I'm not leaving you a ton of work for you to do. At least I try my best and not to do that. But when it got to that escalated point and I felt like she was backing me into a corner, I said, oh, okay. Now we're just going to be arguing back and forth. The argument was so bad. It kind of sounded something like this. Reason. What, what, was reason. Reason. what was the reason? What was the reason? What was the reason? Yeah. <laughs> That's how bad it got between me and her. Like, it was that bad. So after we cooled down or whatever, I printed out the email thread, showed it to my supervisor, said, you need to have a discussion with her because the reason why I'm even taking these days off in the first place is because I need to go see a doctor. I'm having these really bad headaches and I don't know what's happening with my body. I need you to kind of talk with her because she she's she's doing too much. She really she really is. And the crazy part is we still had to remain each other's backup even after that argument. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe he may decide to switch us. I don't know because maybe that blow up maybe we just couldn't recover from or whatever the case may be. But that was at the time. Like I was just so heated and I was just like, I really don't want to talk with her right now. I don't even think that her being us working with each other is just a good idea. That was just my thought process at the time. It probably wouldn't have been conducive to neither one of us. So while we were quote unquote still working with each other, we really we really weren't. We were actually working separately, which was still just as bad. So we just wasn't supporting each other for a while. It took us a while to even get back to that happy place because the thing was, me and her was really, really cool. Like we would come to each other's cubicles, we would share funny stories, we would just, you know, catch up, have conversations. So whatever energy she was feeling at that time, I wasn't receiving it well the same way whatever energy she was receiving from me, she wasn't receiving it well. And then that resorted to us butting heads. So So for a while, we wasn't really talking like that. We eventually came back around and, you know, we never fully discussed what happened after that because it wasn't really necessary. But we patched and we made things up. And so now we, you know, present day, of course, you know, we're in a really good space. And I'm glad that we are. I'm glad that we were able to bury it because the whole the whole argument was stupid to begin with, you know. But at the same time, I just didn't like the way that I was being approached about the whole thing, especially when I was dealing with my own stress, dealing with a health matter. So glad that everything worked out. Glad that, you know, me and this person is back on good footing, that we can, we actually hugged it out. When we finally saw each other in person, we hugged it out. And then we just chatted about other stuff like it was nothing. And I'm the type of person where I don't like to hold grudges, especially with people that I have to work with. So if you're like someone that's in a completely different department or whatever, then that's a different story. We don't even have to have a conversation. But because we're, you know, we were in the same department and all this other stuff, we have to work together at the end of the day. So 
that's what really matters and that's what counts. So I'm glad we're in a happy space now. We can even crack and make jokes about other things and about other people and all that other stuff. But yeah, for a while, I just we just couldn't do it because of that big blow up. And it got so loud that other people on the other side of the floor could hear us. And I've never allowed myself to get to that point anyone at my job but you know when you feel back into a corner you just have no choice and so that that was that was my um that was kind of like the 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 whole like you know situation that's how everything kind of blew up but like I said really good space and I'm glad because it wasn't necessary to begin with so these are the type of things I've dealt with in terms of workplace antics so I'm pretty sure y'all could relate out there you know maybe there's some funny stories or some interesting stories that maybe someone out there could possibly share I don't know but I have other stories for days I mean if we're going to be talking about workplace antics and if I'm going to be honest listen I knew about people in relationships but yet they were screwing their co-workers like and everybody knew it if we're gonna really go there, and I'm talking about for other jobs, like I knew about, you know, people being in whole ass relationships and screwing their coworker friend here just because. So there's there's drama with that, <laughs> you know. It's it's just, y'all. <laughs> it just made me think of something so funny. <laughs> okay. I will briefly talk about the one time I got fired. Yes, I got fired. I was working at, well, for the purposes of this, I can't say the name of the restaurant, but it's a popular restaurant. I was working at the restaurant for two weeks. Trained me, trained me and everything. I really didn't want to work there per se, but they were looking for people and I said, hey, I need money. Let's do it. So they trained me. I had a really good trainer. And, you know, he 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 had some years working at that place. So he kind of like established his his own little system. So I was learning the ropes from him. He was pretty good. He used to say, you know, he makes great money, especially with the tips and all that. And then I did like my first real shift or two real shifts. <laughs> my first shift sucked. Um, I was forgetting to bring drinks to the table. Um, I took orders down, but I couldn't quite know how to put it in the POS system at the time. So I needed some help. Of course, when you're a newbie and you're not new to the POS system, you know, those type of jobs, they, they require you to catch things on quick. So if you're not prepared for that, then that's, you know, working in the restaurant industry, that's not going to be ideal for you. Then my second shift. I felt like I was working, working the tables, working the tables until <laughs> I had to serve my cousin's ex and his girlfriend. <laughs> Talk about awkward. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so awkward. Um, because if you remember from a current episode um, where I talked about Gemini beef and dating apps and all that stuff, he's a Gemini. That was the one that I said me and him back in the day could not get along. And some ye and to fast forward to some years later where I end up having to serve him and his new girlfriend, I was just like, ah. Now, I, 
didn't care that he was with a new girl and neither did my cousin. They had both moved on and they were over it, but it was just the awkwardness of it because I'm pretty sure his girlfriend was like, well, how do you know her? And him having to explain, yeah, that was my, my ex's cousin. So, <laughs> but it was cool. It was cool. But I remember when, um, when I finally, after I did the full two weeks, uh, the manager who had hired me, she kind of like pulled me to the side and she was like, hey, we just feel like you're not quite ready for us yet um, because we would need you to kind of have more of a, of a faster pace, that kind of thing. And we want you to, um, yeah, we ba basically they were just letting me go. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> so I was able to get my one little check and go. <laughs> but um yeah, I've, I've, ex I've experienced that, you know, being being let go from my job. Um, of course, it's not fun because, you know, you're like, you kind of, now that you're kind of in there, you kind of psych yourself up because now you got the person who's been training you saying, yeah, you make great money on tips and stuff like that. And then you're like, whoop, womp, womp. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, 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 those were the kind of experiences I, I were, I was having, um, dealing with customers i've had men try to flirt with me while i'm on the job and i'm like sir <laughs> can you please move <laughs> like this is not the time or the place for you to be trying to have conversations with me so i've had i've had men try to do that um yeah you just i i feel like depending on where you work like you have to make the best of best out of your environment like it could be really fun or it could be really like terribles it just it just depends it depends on who you work with it depends on your managers it depends on the the industry that you're in but again you just kind of have to make the best of it and so you know what i've learned for those from those three experiences basically starting with the micromanaging grace um keep my distance and you may have to keep your distance too if you're dealing with someone who's like micromanaging or it may have to get to a point where you have to go to their higher up so they can kind of talk to them and kind of kind of snap them back to reality and just let them know like hey you're doing the most you need to sit down um like you're now butting heads with people who have been here for x amount of time so let's just be careful with that regarding the negative nancy person there is nothing to do about any of that you cannot change that person nor do you want to change that person nor do you want to do anything with that person so the best thing is to just leave them be and separate yourself from them completely if you have to talk to them, of course, be cour courteous and polite. Get your point across, ask your question and go. But minimal conversation is always best. People like that do not change. Sorry. Especially once they've reached like, once they've gotten older and they've reached a certain age, people like that who carry them nasty attitudes like that, they do not change. They're stuck in their ways. Let them be. When you're dealing with, you know, coworkers that want to give you that, that kind of energy that you didn't even expect and you're just like really like sometimes you really have to put your foot down and let and let folks know like this is not cool like I don't like the way that you you're approaching me with the situation let's talk it out and if you don't want to talk it out that's fine we don't have to talk it out but we're not going to do this you're not going to talk to me or any kind of way and this is just for anyone who's experiencing anything like this you're not going to talk to me or any kind of way and think that I'm just gonna be like, oh, I, right. no, 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 that that doesn't work like that. So, yeah, those are just some of the workplace antics.
<laughs> so I hope that you had fun with this episode as I have. And so uh, I'll be back next week, Wednesday. So until next time, take care.